Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. This is episode 235. This week we have the Royal Rotisserie, Abrams Floundering, a story update, the Hooker White Claw game, and businesses under fire. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my partner in this endeavor, writer, journalist, dog mom, and owner of the GeorgiaVirtue.com, Jessica Salagi. Hello, Dave. Howdy, howdy. How was your week? It was interesting. How was your interesting. week? Interesting. It was interesting. Rainy, but that's been the theme. It just, it never stops. It is ugly all the time. Like every day it just rains at least at least 30 minutes. It's gross. It's humid. The mosquitoes are horrible. It's awful. I would never make it in Seattle. Never. <laughs> you would never make it in Seattle? Oh, for a lot of reasons, but particularly the weather. Well, you get on the other side of, uh, of the mountain range and it's dry. It's a desert. I don't care. I don't like the rain. I don't like the gloom. I like sunshine. So what you're saying is you want to live in San Diego just without living in San Diego. It's actually cold there. I like sunshine and warm. Ah, cold in San Diego? I mean, it's 83 and sunny. Ugh. It's just 0% humidity. I was, mm, sometimes, yes. But I was born to live in, like, the Abacos. Ah. The Greek Isles? Yeah. So you're temporary, or you're mistakenly... Born in this country where you should have been born somewhere tropical. And mistakenly with brown hair. And mistakenly with brown hair. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes. But I'm doing the best I can. I'm making it. <laughs> you are doing the best you can, you know, especially when you're when the humidity is not crazy and, and your hair is good when you go into the courtroom. So you can yeah. draw yourself. Correct. I can draw a good hair day. Yeah, good and hair day. You have ponytail. Right, exactly. Um, and I spent a lot of time in the courtroom this week. You know, I'm covering a, I'm covering two death penalty cases actually, but one of the death penalty cases that I'm covering is like I've I've had the opportunity to cover it from day one, from the day of the murders, and um, so I I watched them be served with their death penalty notices this week, which was. A super interesting notice or interesting like process. They just the prosecutor just hands you a piece of paper and says like we're ready we're we're gonna take your life. Very interesting. I was very I was not what I was anticipating. Uh, well, yeah, you, you expect some pomp and circumstance. Uh, I've heard the same thing about a death warrant. That it's basically a, a little. Uh, sentence this, 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 you know, with check. Then there's a line at the bottom to handwrite something in. You handwrite death. Mm-hmm. Well, and from what I understand, I was I was talking talking to an attorney sitting <laughs> sitting at a bar naturally. Right. Well, and I I mean this isn't on the show topic, so I don't want to like spend too much time on it. But it was interesting from the standpoint that well, and and we've talked. It's the murder for hire case that's from the prisons. We've talked about it a little bit. We'll talk about it more as more stuff comes out. But there's just not a ton to update on. But you know, I'm I'm anti death penalty. I I don't support it. I but like this, it, where we are, um, 
in Bullock County and in the Bible Belt too, and in Tattnall County where this is happening, like we do use the death penalty sparingly and we have saved it for the most egregious and like beyond, um, just beyond what, not that any murderer is okay, but beyond just your typical like drive-by shooting of a, a fellow gangbanger or something like that's not, that's not what this is. And, um, it it's definitely challenged my ideologies on a lot of things um because of the extreme nature of literally like every fact of the case but it's just interesting like you expect you expect reaction from people and from like from human nature it you would think that people would react when they're told that the government is not only prosecuting them for X, Y, and Z, but also that the end goal is to make sure that they stop breathing. I feel like most people would react to that. And when they don't, it's kind of the reminder that that's why they're trying to make sure you take your last breath because you're so stoic. There's nothing inside of you to react, you know? Yeah. And look, if regular prison didn't work for him before, just leaving him down there, he'll be back selling cell phones and drugs again. Well, and regular prison doesn't work for a lot of people, but they don't, they're not sitting behind prison walls orchestrating deaths on the outside. Um, and I think, and, and of course, I mean, again, it's, not on the show, but that, that's part of Department of Corrections issue that it wasn't secure. But um, right, yeah, we shouldn't be killing people just because uh, DOC can't keep uh, right control of their own prisons. Yeah, I, right. No, I but, agree. But then at the same time, it's like you know, beyond that, like let's just say, let's just say that DOC was doing everything that they can. We know that they're not, but they they were doing everything they could, and they just truly couldn't secure like the fact is that these people are not isolated from the outside world and you don't know where you can put them to, pr to protect the, the the outside world and that's why we put people in prison because we say they're too dangerous for society so if you can't put them in prison because they're still too dangerous for society then i think like i don't think the death penalty doesn't deter people we know that and we know that it's, it's not really a form of punishment because some of these people want to die anyway so like in this situation it's because we truly don't know what to do with him other than like, what do we do? Strip them down and put them in like a hamster, clear hamster box and, and observe them 24-7. Like, there's really no other option. That's why they're doing this. It's crazy. Well, it's just a, the, it's wild. The other thing is, I doubt there will be a deal. You know, I mean, that's an interesting question because it's a question that I've had. I'm like, what if what if they decide to plead now, right? Like, obviously, they've all pled not guilty so far because the case hasn't been all laid out and everything, and, and there's still a lot to happen. Um, I know in Effingham, with the case where the children were found buried in the backyard, there were parties to that that were charged and were facing the death penalty, and they took a plea to avoid the death penalty and, and got life without parole, um, or were promised life without parole, like, when sentencing time comes. But it's, it's you know, like, I'm not sure the state in this prison case, I'm, I'm not saying this because I know anything, I'm just saying, I'm not sure that they would even consider that which is an interesting concept because like is that unfair legally when we allow everyone else the opportunity to plead 
Not if you're already serving prison. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it is or isn't. I like, I generally, I just think it's an interesting. The, 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 even if, even if the state loses the case, the guy's still in prison. Yeah, but only till 2027. One of them. Yeah. yeah on, on the other side, with the, with these other cases of the horrible case down there in Effingham, the the, the children that were that were buried, tortured, then buried. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, there's a off chance they walk free. So Correct. we're gonna lock it down, save everybody a bunch of heartache, save everybody a bunch of money, uh, and you know you know you're never going free. You're spending the rest of your life in prison. I mean, it's it. I mean. It's just, it's it's the death penalty just takes a much longer time than getting the injection, and it costs us a fortune. And um, in that case in Effingham, I mean, if that father, the other people are a stepmother, a step grandparents, um, a step uncle. If that father went to the Department of Corrections, I don't think he would last very long. I mean, they talk about how I routinely hear stories about how terribly. Child, molest- child molesters are treated in prison. Um, I'm not going to say anything is worse or better than any other crime because we're talking about children. But when when the consensus is that when those children finally died, that that was like the peace that they deserved because of how awful their life is. I mean, that guy's not going like even the worst pieces of crap in prison hate people who f with kids. Right. I and if if we put him in the Department of Corrections, they would they would eradicate the problem. When we put him on death row, he's going to live in a single cell for the rest of his life until he dies and we'll pay for it. Yeah, and that's the only thing with the weeks thing that would be advantageous is that he would be in a cell uh, by himself for the rest of his life and wouldn't have access to cell phones and and be able to, to create crimes on the outside, but hell, I don't know. If I don't know, I'm not a prison expert. I've never, never, never stepped foot in one as, as a visitor, guard, or as an inmate. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get the opportunity to tour any of ours after all of the hell I've raised about them. But you know, you know what? When the new warden comes in, a new warden comes in, he should welcome you. Let me show you the changes I'm making. Let me show you how I'm better than the, my predecessor. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, and that might not be an issue. I think the problem is more up top, like Timothy Ward, the commissioner. I mean, I, I bust his ass every time I, every time I get an opportunity because, I mean, we're all just sitting around here wondering how you have a murder for hire plan, a scheme, you know, plotted and executed from your prison, and the warden is the same. Like, that just mm, makes me furious. Well, that's <laughs> long introduction, but yeah, you know, it was important. You, you you covered that all week, and that that was that was very, yeah, that was good stuff to get out. Is there's no res? We don't really have a story on it because there's no resolution yet. It's it's ongoing. Well, uh, and one other thing, like the, the the saddest part about all of it is that it was kind of cranking along, and and of course, like I said, we don't know what the other option is. Like I don't, I literally don't know what you would do with these people. Um, but now that there's a death penalty case, like everything comes to a screeching halt. Like it comes to a, we slow down and we go so slow because of all of the Supreme Court precedent and all these things that we all support, constitutional rights and everything. But like it just, the court system's slow enough. And now we're going to be talking about this for the next three, four years. Right. 
So. Well, the big news last week, uh, Queen Elizabeth II is dead. Yeah. Rest in peace. But are we supposed to care? No. Um, we stopped caring in 1776. Ah, uh, you know, um, I... It's sad. I it, like, condolences. Well, well no, I view, I view it through the, the guise of a, of a history nerd and all the things that, that she witnessed. Absolutely. Uh, all the presidents that, that, that she knew, all the prime ministers that she knew. I mean, starting with Churchill. I mean, she was a, 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 me- a ambulance mechanic in World War II. Now, of course, she was nowhere near the front lines. They did not allow, even if, even, even if women were serving in combat at that time, she couldn't have been a combat nurse or anything else because you don't allow the air get, <laughs> to get shot. Why uh, Harry was allowed to fly combat helicopters, but William was not. I mean, he flew helicopters, but he didn't. He was not flying combat missions because you don't have the heir to the throne exposed to enemy fire. Right. Um, but and your I mean, note here: uh, due to British colonialism, uh, King Charles the Third is now the monarch of fourteen countries, in addition to the UK. Uh, following his mother's death. Yeah, did you know that Barbados removed Queen Elizabeth as their head of state last year? I didn't. Me either. I mean, I don't, I'm not terribly entranced with the royal family. I've, I've never been in, and like from the history standpoint, I'm with you. Like, I think, um, I think that's fascinating. And, and just how, from like a government operations standpoint, it's, it's so unique. But the whole like utter devastation over a figurehead and a head of state, first of all, as a libertarian is like really, really hard for me to comprehend because I'm like, why do you want to be ruled? Why do you want, why do you, why do you, why do you well, worship? You, you know, the best form of government as a, as far as a libertarian is goes is a benevolent dictator. I'm not then, following. That that is according to the uh, according to the the think tanks and the, and the and the talking heads, a benevolent dictator doesn't interfere with anybody's life, but doesn't allow anybody to to interfere with each other's. Mm, okay, well, I don't think that's the queen. N- n- no, and look, <laughs> it, it, we all say that the queen had no power. Oh. When you talked about somebody in a company that has 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 a title no power, it's like ah, oh, he's basically the queen of England. She actually, or he now, actually has a lot of responsibilities beyond being the the head of the Church of England. Uh, I think he's the head of three churches, uh, or he will be once he's coronated. Uh, the money will change. He has to approve the the incoming uh, prime minister. Uh, can declare war, I believe. There, there's a lot of stuff that that Elizabeth did not did not exercise her her uh, authority on. She st- she steered clear of politics. She was uh, beloved, but again, which you know, it's kind of amazing to be that big of a fan of, of 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 what you consider your ruler. But Charles has not been apolitical. Charles has. Has been known. I think they call them spider grams or spider notes. Would scribble on pieces of paper and send it to members of parliament. 
uh, on his views of, of what they're discussing. He is a climate change person. Uh, one person I heard say he is uh, AOC when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, climate change. And we already saw that last week the new the incoming conservative and I put air quotes around conservative prime minister was going was putting restrictions on the energy sector as far as fracking goes and things like that. I mean, a day after after she was uh, she was accepted as as prime minister by the queen, she's already trying to end fracking fracking after running as a conservative. Um, I am. I don't know. But it's interesting, Charles actually is not a fan of colonialism. So the next 20 years that, that Charles is around, you may see the, the empire shrink further and further. That won't make me like him, but that's a nice gesture. Well, no, I mean, I don't like him for the same reason most people don't like him. And that would be his queen consort, Camilla. Yeah. And and we all, I mean, everybody loved Diane. Uh, I I remember the crash. Uh, William is is five years younger than I am, so if you, so if you if you kind of put where where I was when that happened, but it, you know, even at at a young age, I was aware of who uh, Princess Diana was, mm-hmm. and she was the people's princess, and 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 all that, and beautiful. And then then you look at Camilla, and it kind of shows you that love is blind. Unfortunately, wow, it's also dumb. Do no, what? I, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I. We were talking about it before at the show, you know, about the whole like divorce thing and and why he went with Diana over Camilla back then, and the whole. It's just all so disingenuous, and then like to never even have the admissions and it's just like, that's the thing. That's the part about the Royal family that is just like the secrets and the, um, which, which is true of our equivalents of Royal families here. I mean, my Lord, look at the Kennedys, but, um, well, it, the same thing goes for any wealthy family is going to say is, you know, there's a new, uh, the special on, uh, on the hammers on the, the secret life of, of army hammer. Mm-hmm. And, and the 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 sexual stuff that went on, but apparently the it, they are putting out. And I haven't, I haven't watched the the specials yet. That the abuse that that these women are talking about was deep seated in the family. That this goes several generations with them being just nuts. But these were all Hammer family secrets. That you know, you, you didn't. You know, I wouldn't know what it's like to grow up as as a Hilton. But but yeah, we all have this kind of curiosity about growing up royal. Well, it's fascinating, and like, I mean, the idea of a princess, and we all saw William and Kate's wedding, and and you know, just the hoopla around that. But um, and I and I, you know, if people want to watch that and and engage in that, um, formality and all that, like that's totally fine, but. Our president ordering our flags at half staff for the queen is something I'm not going to honor. <laughs> yeah, right. um, inappropriate. I think so too. But th- this Elizabeth also was the the queen that 
did something that has not ever happened until this date, which was, I believe, September 12th of 2001, where she had her royal band play the Star Spangled Banner mm-hmm. to, you know, in, in sympathy with what, what, with what happened the day before. I think it, I think it was the day after. And but I can it, appreciate that, it, but I mean, yeah, I'm sure there were, there were a lot of Brits who were like, no, no, no we're sorry this happened to you. We're really, and, and we're, and we're your ally. We'll back you, but you yeah. don't, the, the queen doesn't order the band to play the star spangled banner. <laughs> Right, and, a, and not a, only a poem written about beating you in this the second time. Is there yeah. a war of eighteen twelve that was about? I mean, well, and then just this the perspective of what, um, like what the flag is and where it originates from. Too, I, like that. Just, I don't know. Like That's one of those I also go. think we've gotten into the habit of over over lowering. I mean, we lower it for everyone. I agree. I agree. Every every shooting, uh, it it is should be reserved for heads of state. Uh, if a you know a sitting senator dies, obviously, if a former president dies, something, something on our country. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. When, I mean, half the time I'll drive by a fire a firehouse and uh, not the sub You're place. You're like, why? And I see it's at half staff, and I've, I've got to call somebody. Would you please Google, because obviously I don't use my phone while driving. Would you please Google why the hell the flags are half staff today? Like, oh, the former ambassador to Lithuania died. I'm like, okay. Well, Godspeed. <laughs> so, uh Governor's race is still trending, uh, not much of a race, in quotes. Yeah, I saw the headline from the New York Times, and which, interesting piece to be, I don't know if they did this to kind of like light the fire under Democrats and, and shame them a little bit or what the purpose was, but saying that Democrats are fretting as Stacey Abrams struggles in Georgia governor's race. I mean, if you remember back in 2018, they were telling us that she was bound to win and um they would have never put out an article that said she was struggling ever she's but she's putting up really crap propaganda uh i mean her product she's putting out is is crap the stuff she's hammering kemp on and i think she's backed off of it but was reopening schools and doing Mm -hmm. away with mass mandates and opening businesses back up and everything that everybody says is right about what Kemp did over over the last two years. And that's what you're going to hammer them on? I mean, it's ballsy. Well, and Democrats might agree with her, but Republicans don't. So she's not going to win any votes there. And moderates don't. Like, moderates wanted the kids back in school. Most independents realized, even if in the beginning they wanted kids home, they realized quickly that kids need to be in school and we need the structure and we can't just, you know, abandon life and, and everything. And so I, I don't think it's a losing or winning argument. The other problem though, is that Kemp, I mean, we've talked about this before, but Kemp is giving away everything. Um, so not only, and he's doing it from the federal COVID funds, which are things that she would have, accepted and maybe she would have spent some of the money differently. I have no doubt about that, but like he's doing things 
she would have done or would do. So, yeah, the 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 stuff that that I'm seeing out of her camp is most extreme abortion law in the country. Well, no, it's not. First of all, right. but if if you want to have that debate, that that's absolutely fine to have that debate. I'm just not sure it's a winning issue. Well, if, right. I mean, like when you if if now if she were to stand up and say if if reelected, Kemp will make abortion outright illegal. Now then, mm-hmm. I don't think it's true because I don't think that there's the political will to do it. And I'm not sure it could be. It could actually be done anyway, even constitutionally, to to, to completely outlaw a medical procedure. Um, I, I you know I, I let another state try it before before we do anyway. So we don't spend our money. But anyway, right. if she but she wanted to, to fear monger that way, it's fine. But it's already law. Would she would have to? She can't even say that she would overturn it because she can't. So and she knows that she's attorney. There is there is one uh, commercial she's running that's really good, and that mm-hmm. is uh, her voting against a a tax increase. I guess it was a budget that had a tax increase in it, and and very smart. She has an old white guy talking about uh, she she went and did the math. Well, first of all, no, she didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, her staff did. I'm not saying that she couldn't do the math, but to dig through a bill like that, there's no no state rep is going through it like that. But after that, they show a picture of her shaking hands with Deal. Mm-hmm. So you have these two gray-headed white guys that don't look completely dissimilar. They're obviously not the same person, but they don't look dissimilar. So the imagery of this person, this person continues to talk over the picture of her shaking hands with Deal. So she's realizing that she's losing that that moderate. She's losing uh, any of the Republicans that may have been ticked at Kemp over something. Uh, so she's she, so what, it really depends on what you're watching is what commercial you get. So if you're watching Fox News, you get this commercial with her shaking hands with Deal. If uh, if you're watching NFL football, you're you're going to get the commercial of her talking about how Kemp's new gun uh, legislations could put guns more guns into our street, and more dangerous. It, I, it's funny. It's funny that you get the difference in the political commercials you get based on what you're watching. For sure. And and I think that, I think her having, I mean, she took that, here's the thing. When she was running in, two eight, in 2018, she, she took the approach that she was a moderate because she was. Like, if you remember when I interviewed her and the interview that I had with her and her responses, she was still moderate. Then as we approached September, October, November, it was like this, and and all the national attention, I've said this a million times, all the national attention that came on her was like, she got on this hydroplaning path of progressive um, policies and every, like the, and I, you know, I don't know if she's always held those views and she just suppressed them. That may be true. But when she was in the legislature, she was moderate. And when she started running, she was moderate because Stacey Evans was moderate and, you know, they were, but she, Stacey Abrams has swung left and she's been, I think to some degree, this, the national figurehead that she's become has worked against her on the second run because people are like, mm, I'm not sure. That's like, a, that's a little much for me. It's also fatigue. She hasn't gone away over the four years. Right. She but cried she's foul. been She's been loud and proud about her progressive policies in that time. Right. 
So, so yeah, now she, she kept getting all this adoration from the left outside of Georgia. And that's where the, the, most of her money comes from, outside of Georgia. Mm-hmm. So she, she's getting, getting all these, these accolades and pats on the back and how wonderful she is and how brave she is and how awesome she is. And she's continued to move her politics to the left because she's being trained the same way that, you know, you train anybody else is you get positive reinforcement. You know, good, here you go. We're going to put, oh, what'd you say? Oh, we're going to put you on CNN for saying that. And so you keep saying it because you, you like the cheers. It's interesting, though, because, and I mean, Kemp is polling well. Um, it makes me nervous because, you know, they said in 2018 that they were, that Stacey was going to claim it Wipe all. Wipe the floor and, with him. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and he he won. And so I'm concerned. I, and I don't want anybody to get complacent um, about anything. But it's interesting because... This 538 article that kind of talked about how Warnock and Walker are neck and neck and things are so close. And then there's this, like at the end of the day, are are people going to, one of two things is going to happen because like Warnock and Walker will be at the top of the ticket. So they're either, there's either planning to be this mass drop off of voters who don't want who who want Walker? I mean, who want Warnock, but not Abrams? That doesn't quite make sense to me because they are very similar. So, well, yeah, but the the media they're putting out is is very dissimilar. True. Uh, the public the image media of, coverage. Yeah, the 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 image of Warnock right now is of a sweet preacher who. Uh, Look, the, I've said many times, the media, he's, he, the product he's putting out is fan-friggin-tastic. He is, you know, he looks so good. He, he looks so professional. And the people he's getting to interview, again, he's getting people that don't look like Warnock supporters saying, you know, the senator, when, when we had whatever disaster it was, the senator was there and he didn't just show up and disappear. He followed up with us. And, and it, we've said before that both our both the senators from Georgia, for all their faults, their constituent services are are outstanding. Their communications outstanding. Uh, so I, the the image the images between Warnock and and uh, Abrams are night and day, because Warnock is seen as seen as warm, and and even when I said I, you know I I miss the trip because they go in the summertime and I can't leave. But the Chamber of Commerce from Paulding County goes up there, and, and in the past, the senators have sent a representative. Both our senators showed up. And this right. is a bunch of people from Paulding County. They, trust me, neither one of them carried Paulding County. Right. But they came over, took pictures, spent time. And look, I don't know what the time was, 10, 15 minutes, whatever it is. But It doesn't you know, matter. And, 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 yeah. And, and in the life of a senator, 15 minutes to go to, uh, to a county that there's no way you're going to carry – and just go spend time with people and shake hands. Look, that's 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 great politics right there. But that's but that's the difference between Stacey and and Warnock. I think. And I think independents are going to be capable of voting for Kemp because they like what he did, and and Warnock because look, he is he's throwing haymakers at, at Walker right now, and they are landing. And I'm well, not saying Walker's not going to win. I'm just saying it's 
he has repeatedly shown, uh, and I don't know how the hell a senator who's been there for two years is going to is going to lean on experience over over Walker because neither one of them had held political office before. Well, and they share a lot of problems. Actually, they do share a lot of problems, and those problems are female. I got ninety nine problems. But yeah, it, the 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 stuff that that they're 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 running on each other. Both like you're a wife beater. No, you're a wife beater. Great, wonderful. Well, and we talked about it way 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 back. I mean, you can be concerned about Herschel Walker's mental state, personality disorder, or however you want to classify it, based on where you're getting your news. But that's a hard thing. I mean. We, we talk about like normalizing conversations about mental health and and not attacking people and ostracizing people for it. And and I believe that that's like a true I mean, Ossoff and Warnock, Warnock have have backed some. Mental health legislation from everyone, you know, from people like us to law enforcement officers to. VA stuff since in their short tenure. Is it political? Probably. But I mean, they, they have been backing that. And so it's a hard transition to, to attack Walker over that. It is. It, it's stuff. Now, if you want to at- attack Kemp from the Republican side, you can say we wouldn't have Raphael Warnock if Kemp had appointed somebody competent to take over for Isaacson. Well, you could, I mean, we have never blamed Isaacson, and I think that that is so irresponsible on our parts because- Oh, you have. Well, you, yeah. No, absolutely you did. I remember on the show you did. You, yeah, you, I mean- you, you came out and said- I'm uh, sorry Isaac, he's Isaacson passed, was being, it was yeah. being selfish by running for that, for that last absolutely. term. Absolutely. Like, we, I mean, there's so many of these problems could have been avoided, but no, Kemp- Kemp certainly didn't rise to the occasion and and present the best of the best um, by any means. And and so no, he was he, he was checking boxes. And I was so worried when uh, Dick Donovan stepped down that Kemp was going to come up again and start checking boxes with the with the fill in the temporary uh, DA, and he didn't. He he uh, went with the the political wins out here, which was uh, appoint Rollins and Rollins is running unopposed. And once that happened, uh, Kemp would have made him permanent DA. But I was, a lot of us out here were worried that Kemp was going to go try to check more boxes instead of appointing this, this, uh, uh, right. younger, I say younger, he's younger than I am, uh, younger white man, uh, into this office. And fortunately for us, they, you know, he took, he took experience as the lead DA, as the lead ADA to take over as the DA. Yeah, yeah that, and, that, but that's 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 been that's been Kemp's problem all along. Is he's tried to play that game. He's tried to out Democrat the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Yeah it it's going it's going to be really interesting just because the ballot works like a funnel. It doesn't work like a mountain where the you know more voters come out as you go down the ballot. It's it's a funnel and. Um, Oh yeah, it is. yeah. The, the 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 inverted triangle is people who will, will go and vote for the top one or top two or three that they know something about, then leave their 
rest of the ballot. I mean, we know this from from voting numbers. When you look at the totals uh, of any of any precinct, when you see that the votes for president are five times that of mm-hmm. your uh, of the, the total commissioners that, of, of that precinct. Which, I mean, just in the interest of spiking the ball, should have given Casey Cagle some indication that he was never going to be our governor because his drop off from Nathan Deal and everyone else was always significant. But nevertheless, he ran for governor and he lost in 157 of 159 counties. Yes, yes, yes. Hope you're doing well, Casey. Hopefully he learned to tie his shoes. Or got Velcro. Or got Velcro. But yeah, and look, this is not a bad thing that it's the inverted triangle or the funnel, as you put it. Not a bad thing. These are people that know who they want to vote, don't know what's going on locally, so they don't Mm -hmm. voice an opinion. So this is not bad. Lower voter participation is not bad. That means people with an actual opinion, people who tend to be more informed, are voting further down the ticket because they're not just voting R&D. If you want to accuse the hell out of somebody, let them go to a municipal uh, election that is nonpartisan. You want to see those numbers drop off, like voting for judge where it doesn't have uh, doesn't have a party on there. You, you see those races skipped all the time because there's no R and D for the sheep to uh, to go and follow. I know I, I, I'm kind of a dick. Uh, so you have a quick update. Oh yes. Um, so last week we talked about denial of HIV drugs and per usual, or, you know, they, they listened to the show and didn't, they didn't take it, take our advice. Um, I mean, I think we had to come to a consensus that forcing any business to provide anything was wrong. And that, so the, this federal judge voided the ACA rules requiring employers to cover HIV prevention drugs. But they went with the whole basis of the Christian company opposing homosexual behavior. And I just can't, I still, it's been, it's been 10 days since I first read the story. I still can't come to terms with the dumbassery of associating HIV exclusively with homosexual behavior. Um, and and right, so that. And, and now if I'm going to sit me. down, I'm going to read the entire 42 page decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. No, no, we got into it last week. Yeah, straight people get AIDS, gay people get AIDS, babies get AIDS. How about that? Pe- How about people are at risk are for so many it? reasons. I mean, and yeah. and what it is is they 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 don't want to provide. They don't want to be forced to cover that drug under their insurance plans. It's also expensive. So it from is. a practical standpoint, it's expensive. It's also expensive to treat HIV. So, like it we is. said last week, it um, is, and it lasts forever, at least for the rest of your life. It does. It, um, I mean, well, so this will also cover things like contraception screenings of STDs, um, screenings for the HPV vaccine because you know that could apply to premarital sex and stuff and you know you know i guess i you could look at it from the standpoint that an employee doesn't have to opt in they could go and get their own insurance they could go so they could have all these things i still believe all those things i just of all the hills 
of all the and hills it, to die on, yeah, you, and you picked calling uh, HIV uh, a homosexual disease, and we've look. And then the judge doubled down. So the argument is that we don't want you to be forced to pay for preventative care for homosexuals, but we will require you to do it for heterosexuals. That's essentially what they've just said. Well, here's the other thing is there's a racial component to it, too. If you, if you want to throw that mm-hmm. out there is HIV is more prevalent in the African-American community. Sure. So That's a great point. If you if you want to throw throw that out there, there you go. Ah, uh, look, I, I don't. I, just yeah, it's just stupidity. Well, no, and is, we continue to chi- like chip away at the ACA and and parts and and what it's done is now it's it's more unequal. The scales are. I mean, that's, that's all we ever do. We won't just repeal it and say. Do what you want as a company. If you want to provide something, provide something. If you don't, you don't. We just we're just chipping away and saying, "Oh crap, we got another problem." Why? Wow, I never saw that coming. Well, it's the same thing that happened with Roe v. Wade. We talked about this a couple years ago. If uh, if you're going to go after Roe v. Wade, stop chipping at it. Mm-hmm. Go head on. And if you want to uh, go after the American For- American Affordable Care Act, which look, that piece of garbage uh, uh, legislation that had been sitting in a desk since 1991 when Clinton took office, that they tried to push it through under Hillary Care in '92 when the Republicans took over and went into a desk drawer. Look, it, it's a piece of crap legislation. If you want to go after it, go after it. Do do it. Go headlong. This this little chipping at it, going well. You don't have to cover these these drugs because because of your religious belief. You don't have to cover. Th- just go after it. If you, if you want to make people, if you want to turn this into a truly a, a respect for private property and private business, go after it that way. Mm-hmm. Instead of chipping at this and and coming off as, as 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 a bigot, why not just go after the whole thing? It's like I shouldn't have to cover anything I don't want to. Screw you. Same thing right. with bacon and cake. Screw you. Do I support the baker's right to, to not do it? Absolutely. Do I think they should? Absolutely not. Like I, I don't refuse to put put air conditioners in for people with Biden stickers or Bernie Sanders stickers on their on their car. No, I just mm. charge them a little more because it's their fault my taxes are going up. Nice. It's it's a joke. It's a joke. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. No, but this I mean it's just we yeah, go ahead. Yeah. We there's nothing new to report other than the judge understandably sided with them, but for the wrong reason. Yeah, this is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with it on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes over at thegeorgiavirtue.com. All right, time for the Mule of the Week real quick. Yes. Um, police Deputy Police Chief from... Cedartown, right? Cartersville. Cart, same thing. Um, <laughs> literally the same thing. Which is, is that Cherokee or Polk? Bartow. Okay, same thing. So, I'm not, I hate geography. Um, he got caught in Orlando trying to pay for, for a prostitute um, for $120 for a half hour. And a pack of white claws. Yeah, uh, look the the sheriff down there in Pinellas County, I think, 
Polk. Polk was a Polk County. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this guy was was down for a conference, uh, uh, for he's uh, as a polygrapher or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a polygraph institute meeting in his government issued vehicle, unmarked car. Is is down there and decides to get a hooker on I think a Wednesday night, and the hooker says, "Hey, go get ca- a cash app gift cards. You can buy them at a gas station and send me pictures of them." Well, they obviously he got scammed on that, and uh, uh, then the next day he's he, like he's a little more gun shy. So he so going after going back and forth after ghosting her the night before Thursday he's going back and forth. So he's determined he's going to get a hooker. He's going back and forth. Uh, uh, with this chick, and finally he shows up with a. Uh, the sheriff says a, a case of white claw. I've never seen a case of white claw. I'm assuming it's a 12 pack and like three Bud Lights for him. So obviously he wasn't planning on staying very long. But um, yeah, it was for 30 minutes. Well, I love how they referred to it as he thought he was getting a high dollar. Um, yeah, high end prostitute for 120. Yeah, for 120 dollars for a half hour. Like we've all seen Pretty Woman. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, no. The hooker with a heart of gold. The sheriff blistered him, though. His quote, and he did did a press conference, because this was part of some, like, larger human trafficking scheme with the international airport and DEA and all kinds of stuff. But the sheriff just unloaded on him and said, you know, this guy is a cop, and he was flim-flammed and conned by a prostitute, talking about the cash app, and said, she took the information off the card, got the $200, and left him high and drive. Then he said, what are you thinking? You just want to go, come on, man, have you lost the last three brain cells or do you just have cabbage for brains? Yeah, Sheriff thinks he's a comedian. The problem is his timing sucks. His material was fine, but his timing was, it just wasn't funny. Um, Look, I have a big problem with conflating consensual sex work with sex trafficking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I look. It doesn't matter as as a professional in law enforcement, he should not be breaking the law, and he knew he knows it's against the law. Period. Uh, that's that's even if we all think it should be like of all the people, he's not the he's not the poster boy for making it legal. Right. I, I don't think pot should be illegal, but but if you're a cop, you probably shouldn't be rolling a spleef sitting on the front of your patrol car. Correct. Uh, However. This was supposed to be about human trafficking, and now because they targeted prostitution, consensual sex of adults, I mean, he wasn't seeking a minor, but because of his employment status, we're now talking about prostitution instead of the supposed horrifying problem of human trafficking in Orlando. So to speak. Um, Right. Yeah, look. Consent, any, any transaction between consenting adults now look and i don't know what the cure is to this but they they continue to conflate legit i say legitimate free will sex workers with people being human trafficked Mm -hmm. and that's that's a that's a huge 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 problem when you when you when you put the two of them together because not and look, we, we all grew well, I'd say we all grew up. You, you grew up a lot later than I did. But watching Miami Vice and the the pimps slapping the hookers around and all that stuff and, and forcing them to do stuff that they don't want to do. That and 
I think the internet has, has most likely changed a lot of that because you don't need to stand on the street anymore. You don't need a pimp for protection anymore. That you can, you know, you can do, you know, you can essentially do background checks on people if you get their social media and see who they are. And, well, you and, can do it from OnlyFans and never even meet up if you wanted to. I, mean, I don't certain... think that's the same thing. I agree, but I'm just saying, like, you can sell sexual services and make, oh, yeah. I mean, we've, we've revolutionized paying for sex. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you can watch other people do stuff or watch somebody do something to themselves and pay them, and that's perfectly legal. But the minute that you say, okay, I'm going to put that into here. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's fine. I want to participate there, is when it becomes illegal. Right. right. So, yeah. So that's, but nevertheless, the guy's a dumbass. He's probably, he's lost his job. I mean, he's suspended until investigation is done. He's going to lose it though. Yeah. He's, he's going to lose his marriage. Because I don't know many wives that, that are like, oh no, when you're in Florida, cool. You're, you're totally out of the zip code. Go get a hooker. Well, and then it makes national news, and and you're a laughing stock. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And I guarantee you, they go to church every Sunday, and she's going to have to go back and back into that church and face everybody who just saw her husband on the national news. Awful. I mean, I appreciate that he was he told the truth though. Like he didn't try to lie about it. He fessed up, and that's good for his polygraph training. Well, he he did try to dodge a lot of it, saying he was over there to watch football. I'm sure he was. Well, I don't know. Uh, never mind. Not that kind of show. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to blow through a couple stories. Labor union censored for uh, uh, censored report criticizing Microsoft's military contracts. It was an ugly week for big business last week. That's, that's crazy. It's absolutely. I mean, I should, wouldn't expect more ethical behavior from. A labor union, if we're being honest. Yeah, but wouldn't a labor union want to get the most work possible to put their put their members to work so they can make the $50 an hour or whatever they demand? I, I, I look, I, I'm not, obviously I'm not a fan of big labor. Mm-hmm. The only people that get rich in a union are the people running it. Right. You know, we look out for the workers. Oh, do you now? As they're stuff, as they're stuffing their dues every month in your pocket. Look, they had their place. Their place was in the early 1900s. Well, baseline. I mean, the baseline advocacy of if anyone, if you read the Jungle in school. We're talking about baseline working conditions and things like that, sure. But we've 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 totally revolu- we've we've mm, destroyed what the purpose of a well, yeah. Well, we were. but we did revolutionize labor the entire world. Yes, as, as the standard because the other places in the world it, it's still standard to put twelve year olds to work in 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 mills. And we revolutionized that. In other places in the world, it's 18-hour workday is, is not unusual. So all that's been done. Unions now are about lining pockets and taking political sides. Mm-hmm. And influencing elections. So AT&T must stand trial on rare SEC enforcement action, accusing the company of giving non-public information to analysts at 20 Wall Street firms. 
So there's a um a regulation that bars public companies from disclosing non-public information to parties outside the company unless it also discloses that information to the public. So like they can't selectively choose who they release this information to. Reportedly AT&T violated this, but the argument is that like they never enforce it and now all of a sudden the SEC is enforcing it against AT&T and that's not fair, which is kind of funny in itself, but um the SEC is suing AT&T and three of its, um, I guess, directors on their investor relations part of the company. Um, and this goes back to 2016, which again tells, shows you how slow the federal government moves on anything. I mean, 129-page opinion um, on on how far they how they've gotten this far because, um, they say that it could have altered their their estimate or the um the revenues by like a billion dollars well it's also a way of manipulating the market sure. if you tell these analysts that hey listen this is what's coming up for AT&T either it's going to shoot the price up and all these directors obviously have stock or they know the price is about to go down so uh, they want to they want to acquire more stock as release information like hey things aren't going so great in our in our uh, direct TV uh, uh, sector and cause the price to go down so they can gobble more up. So yeah, absolutely, it's, it's dirty pool. It, 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 it's absolutely dirty pool. But it, it is it is interesting that that the, it is interesting that it took six years. To, to put and they're the not evidence. even yeah they're just they just filed the suit then there were like motions for summary judgment from both sides to kind of get rid of it and those were denied so now it's actually going to be litigated in in open in an open court but um if if it if it's uh, it's wrong if if they're well I it's so convoluted the SEC and the way that we like monopolize monopolies under some circumstances and and endorse them and then and, and the way we enforce some rules for some companies if they're letting other companies slide that's totally wrong no um, right absolutely it's it's uh you, you, we all get equal protection under the law we don't get to, you don't get to do disparate treatment now just because this is what they catch doesn't mean you have to catch every crime to be equal it just means that if other firms are doing the same thing, you know, you'd be looking at those guys too. I don't know why AT&T specifically was doing it other than maybe they did it blatantly. Look, it'll it'll settle. They, they It always does. It'll settle with, with some fines. We'll hear about the fines and then it'll just go away. And AT&T, Ma Bell will be just fine. Oh, for sure. Too big to fail. Yeah, I mean, some of the directors may get a golden parachute. Or gets slapped on the wrist and get a get a hundred thousand dollar fine here or there, but there's just no no way on earth that that uh, it's going to hurt AT and T overall or or shareholders overall, other than maybe temporarily. Mm-hmm. Speaking of investing, Jessica, you have your closing thought. Yeah, so I love long form articles. I love like investigations on Mother Jones and the Intercept and the Atlantic. 
even if I don't agree with them, like if they're about, you know, prisons and policies and immigrant, like I, I love reading that kind of stuff. And this last week, there was this really just bottom of the barrel article about how much money Marjorie Taylor Greene has lost on Trump's truth social company. Um, Cause you know, his whole plan behind it was to raise money and fund it that way um, and get things going. And, and the article said that he was severely limited on getting funding because of his quote, bad reputation with lenders. However, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how accurate that is, but um, they don't even know how much she invested. They said that she was somewhere between fifteen and fifty thousand dollars of stock back in October twenty twenty one, um, and that like they reported that she bought her shares at ninety four dollars a share, and that she owns between one hundred fifty nine and five hundred and thirty. Like they're talking in these massive ranges. I mean, we're not talking about ten thousand to a million dollars, but like that's still pretty. So so then they go on in this article and talk about how, you know, if she had $50,000 worth of shares, they'd be worth only $12,000. Um, if she didn't, like she could, the, the least amount that she could have lost would be $3,700. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene is a Trump backer. Marjorie Taylor Greene supporters are pretty unwavering. I don't think any of them care. Like, I also think people are like her are smart enough to know that investments are risks. Well, I I would think the backlash would be much worse if she made money on it. That she had some sort of, you know, she's the only person in Congress making bad investments. One, she probably, as much as I have problems with some of the things she's done i i feel certain that she bought the stock because she believed in the concept and she, i mean of course she believes in trump and that's her like her allegiance to that is or she bought access well yeah but i mean i believe that she believes in the alternate the idea of an alternative to the social media that we have because we've talked about how she's been punished by that social media so I mean, but who cares? Like, she's the only person in Congress that we're talking about who's, when she takes a loss like that. Right. Look, I I don't know what her end game was. When I say bought access, bought access to Trump. Yeah, for sure. Is, is, is I put $50,000 into, into your company. You know, I, I expect, I expect your, your blessing. And of course she gets it because she's, one, she's a blind Trump supporter. It doesn't matter what he... If he came out tomorrow and said, Hail Satan, she'd be like, okay, well, let's get rid of the cross in the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she's a blind follower. And look, the, the $50,000 she lost is not going to put her in the poorhouse. No. It's just not. Uh, her, her, I believe her daddy started the company that her husband runs now. Uh, it's very successful, Taylor Construction. It's... N- and we're not we're not talking about like you know Trump level successful, but they they do very well. Uh, it's fifty thousand dollars always stings. It doesn't matter if you're a billionaire; if you lose fifty grand, it stings. But it's not the end of the world for her. Also, I'd be if she invested fifty thousand and walked around, walked out with a million, that would be something I'd want to look into. But her losing money, meh. 
Yeah. And every, it happens to me too. I make bad stock bets too, uh, on a much smaller scale, thankfully. So uh, last week, Thursday, Thursday night last week, and look, the, we would have carried the story, but the story that the details were still very, very, very sketchy uh, when, when we recorded. But there was a, uh, two deputies in Cobb County were shot and killed. Uh, what they called an ambush, and it doesn't sound like an ambush to me. Anyway, a horrible situation. Horrible. You know, they, these two guys uh, lost their lives. They're they're leaving wives and kids and and for serving warrants. Uh, for yeah, for and it was a warrant for failure to appear on theft by deception. So they were. I'm sure they had their vests on, but they they weren't going in all swatted up and kicking the door down and throwing flash, flashbangs. They went and knocked on the door, uh, and. The information that that I have right now is public. It's from the 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 last uh, news conference that I saw, which is they were going back to their car when the suspect pulled up to the house and goes, and then you know, and then shot him. Standoff ensued and all that stuff. So, but anyway, there's a news conference. It was going really well, uh, as well as it can. You could obviously see the sheriff's hurting. He just lost two deputies. He's got five or six other sheriffs behind him, including the sheriff from Paulding County, Gary Gulledge, who's, who's a great guy, all standing behind him. And then he closes the, the news conference out. This is I'm watching this like 1.30 in the morning, Thursday, uh, Friday morning, Thursday night. And he goes, we've got to do something to get these guns off the streets. So everything that Sheriff Owens did that was legitimate during that entire press conference Mm-hmm. Was ruined by him wanting to make a political use using the death of his two damn deputies to make a political point because he because he is against citizens being able to arm themselves on the night of their uh, of their night of their deaths on the night of their death the bodies haven't even made to the morgue yet they're still showing the live coverage of the ambulance being escorted by by a bunch of police cars and sheriff's deputies cars and he's making a political point. Just and you know it was off. I knew it was off script because he wasn't he wasn't reading anymore. Just he decided to to go and make his statement about just what mm-hmm. a jackass. I mean, yeah. he was second place for for uh, jackass of the week, but we haven't caught him with a hooker yet. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still time. <laughs> so for Jessica Salaji, my partner in endeavor, for Eric Cumbie, our editor who takes awful audio makes it something you can listen to. I'm Dave Roberts. Have a great week.